Alrighty. So how's the moving going, by the way? Like last time we uh, we talked, you said that you had the living room unpacked and that was it? Uh, yeah, so we moved the mess to the living room and the upstairs bedrooms. <laughs> Uh, no, the basement. Okay. We moved the mess to the basement. So the, the main floor is actually quite lovely right now and very livable. And then the basement is very cluttered. And then one of the upstairs bedrooms is completely full of boxes. We'll get to it. So, though. I mean, I gotta remind you, you have to address, uh, the mess like within the time period of your move. Otherwise that basement is a write-off. It is never getting cleaned up. I see. All right, then. Yeah. I will take June, this advice June, to heart. Yeah. June, June already knows this. She already knows what? that the basement is just what it is now, and that's what it is. Oh, I mean, are we writing off the basement already? Oh, the basement is right off. I know, well, June. The, ba <laughs> the basement is right off. Well, I mean, we want a couch. So if we want a couch, we're going to have to clean the basement. So we'll get it done either that or arrange the boxes to be a couch and then two birds one stone <laughs> oh my goodness that's brilliant let's I do will, that I yes will, i will call this now when i actually am in calgary again i will go to the basement and it will still be a mess you know i i i i have faith in june Haley. you want to put some money on this you you can't you cannot override her out of sight out of mind philosophy when when are you coming to Calgary? When when's my time frame on um, this? I'm 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 overnight on the 26th of February. I'm coming of February. For, that's like I'm only coming... a few days away. Yeah, that's like two <laughs> weeks away, and I feel as though I am right, and I feel as though June knows that I'm. I mean, you're you're sort of in the region of not exactly wrong per se. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's uh. Uh, I have faith. I have faith in June, but the fact that uh, June's immediate question was "When are you coming in?" means that it's probably <laughs> not high on the priority list. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I'll be cleaning like mad on February twenty fifth. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Just in but case. It's, it's clean enough for your housewarming, hey? Oh yeah, yeah. No, the again, like the. The habitable area is is gorgeous. We love it. And then the nice thing about having like three floors is that we have lots of extra place to hide the mess. Oh. So you're saying I should totally dump my shift tomorrow, call in sick and fly to Calgary and then immediately inspect the basement. I mean that that would violate the spirit of the agreement, if not necessarily the letter. <laughs> and what I'm hearing is that we for uh june's housewarming gift we yeah. have to get her some really large tarps so that she can like cover the mess yes and it doesn't exist anymore get like those future tarps that can put the the hologram so that it looks like it's a clean room yes future tarps uh i'm going to use that as a band name thank you june <laughs> excellent <laughs> yeah but in the meantime, hi, welcome to Everything is the Worst, the official Scudsworth.com podcast. I'm your host, Josh. I'm the man behind the website at Scudsworth.com. And with me is, uh, I feel like I should introduce June because we just spent, you know, uh, four minutes dunking on her cleanliness. June, uh, how, how's it going? What's your week been like? Uh, my week has been good. Um, 
Work has been busy, which is exhausting, and we are still getting moved in, so there's been just lots going on, but that's really positive. Um, and, uh, oh, I played this really great game that I'll talk about later called Control. Highly recommend. Ooh. Um, on PC or PS4? PS4. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, carry on. <laughs> oh, you don't have your PlayStation with you where you are, hey? Oh, yes, mm, yeah. Not, not, um, no, not, not in Vancouver. There's... I, I work for 12 hours a day. I literally have time to, like, come home and, like, crash in bed and have shower uh, day every other day. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, oh, I mean, and I, I do shower day every other day anyways, but that's just because I'm gross. <laughs> oh, well, that explains a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I need I need my shower. Like, if I don't if I don't get my shower, it's not even it's not even necessarily a hygiene thing. It is like a just feel better thing for me. If mm. that makes any sense. Yeah. I had a nice long bath before we started our podcast in Epsom salt as to prepare for my next three days of 12 hour shifts. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. That is, that is, that is how it's done. I don't have a lot of like things that I do for luxury. Like I don't like being touched. So, uh, massage is always like out the window mm. the bath thing i get for like a while but like after 10 minutes of sitting in the tub i'm just like i have to force myself to stay in there because i'm like otherwise i feel like i'm wasting all that hot water so it's like that's oh, usually out of the you window know what the, you know what the solution <laughs> to that is is actually put on um something i usually bring my well at least in my in vancouver here i bring my laptop and i put it like a show on or a movie that I really like, and it forces me to stay in longer. Well, I, I have a, a waterproof speaker, so I listen to podcasts, like, when I'm showering and stuff. But, yeah. like, the bath is not conducive, a conducive environment to me. So, like, it's the same thing with saunas. I never understood the, the appeal of. It's the same thing. Like, just in general. I just, you, you know what I, you need is you need a place, like, my cabin just has a shower. So here in my apartment, I have my own bathroom, and it's like a three-foot tub, and it's almost like it's a it's a novelty. I, well, I, if if I had a soaker tub where I could comfortably sit in, then I think I would feel differently about it. But yeah, mostly it just doesn't. I just don't get it. <laughs> when I June, had... how do you unwind? <laughs> um. Okay. At the last place, we had this huge jacuzzi tub. Uh, and... I never got to try it. I, yeah, like I used it. it a bunch when I first moved in and, you know, every once in a while for like special nights, Carolyn and I, but it was maybe once or twice a month and you're right. Like it's a lot of water and honestly, you don't want to hang in there for more than like 10, 20 minutes, maybe. Um, it's nice, but the thing about the shower is that it's immediate. It doesn't feel like a waste of water. And it's utilitarian. Well, and the thing is. Okay, with the bath. Oh, you you had a beautiful rain, like rainfall, like shower head too. Yeah, the thing with a bath is that it's really hard to regulate your your temperature. Like a shower, if you get too hot, you just step out of the water a bit. If you get too cold, you step back in. But a bath, you can't quite do that. <laughs> the as bath easily. is like this is my night now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. there there's differences to be sure. The the shower is I would say both more convenient and ultimately more effective, personally. Uh, baths like with the, the the bath bombs and the romanticness is nice once in a while but it's certainly not an everyday thing but yeah showers every day oh my goodness i could not do without 
I mean, maybe it's an aesthetic thing. Maybe I would feel better if I could like just have a, a wooden wash tub and I can sit in it like the Witcher, but Oh, he was so happy. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. I haven't actually watched well, the show also... yet. I I me I keep meaning to. I've okay. heard you've played the game, haven't you? Pardon? I thought you played the game. I played the game, yeah. Uh, I haven't played Witcher. You gotta you you have to watch the show. It is okay. it is actually besides there has have been some negative critiques of it, but I thought it was eh. I thought it was really well done. I mean, I think the the probably biggest knock against it is that a lot of people were comparing it to The Mandalorian, which isn't really fair. I don't think. Um, no, it's not. But it's yeah. also it's people wanted it to be the games, which it wasn't. It was more directly based off of the book, so it's like. It's it's not exactly a one to one. They're telling a story that exists. It's got a lot of conceits that people already are familiar with. Yeah. So it's like it's it's hard because it's like Mandalorian is a space cowboy show, and The Witcher is uh, gritty Final Fantasy M mythological uh, Lord of the beast yeah. sort of uh, sort of things. Oh my gosh, yeah. we, we've been yabbering on so long. I have to get more wine. So wait for me two sex. Okay. Right. Anyways, yeah, the Witcher game, it's not fair to compare to the game because it is like, I hesitate to say best game ever made, but the fact is if you're going to have a conversation <laughs> about the best game ever made, you can't not talk about the Witcher 3. How's that? That's fair. I mean, I haven't played it myself. Uh, I was turned off by like the Witcher 1 because it was just a little too um convoluted in a lot of its mechanics and then never got into it since then but uh i watched like when i was living with matt uh we would watch him play uh the blood and wine uh expansion and it looked great i thought it was i thought it was beautiful and interesting and like i'm probably gonna pick it up later but right now i've got a lot on my to play list the thing, um, okay, Witcher 3, for me, I didn't get that into it. Like, I played it for maybe 20 hours, which is not long at all for that game. Um, just, like, objectively speaking, that is to say, thinking of it based on its overall merits and what it, what it actually did, like, it is crazy the amount of detail and depth. Um, each of the game's side quests would, no joke be enough story for a lot of like full games um, yeah and i mean that's that's fine too it's just there's there is uh there is a an offloading point yep and there's a, an onboarding point and i i feel like everybody kind of agreed that witcher 3 was the best version of that game yep and i mean it's out on Switch now, so I'm gonna go. I'll probably fucking buy it on Switch so that I can I can play it in my like at my own pace. But yes, yeah. I mean, it's. I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. Oh my goodness, Cyberpunk is gonna be. Oh, you probably won't hear from me for a few months after that. It's okay. We'll do a couple uh, two handers, me and Haley. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, all right then. Is that is that the lingo? Is that what the kids are saying? I'm old now. Um, I don't, well, I don't if keep it's, up with the slang. If it's just like, if it's just the two of us, we'll just, what are you implying? Wait, <laughs> hold on, wait. What do you think I'm saying? I, I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand your, your, 
your jive talk anymore. Um, you you kids and your what? Oh, oh I totally nosedive back onto my bed with the glass of wine, spilt everything oh. everywhere. But I'm back. Maybe it's my sign that I should cut myself off. I don't know. Um, do you need to clean up the wine mess? I already did. Okay. All as right. long as you're taking care uh, Haley, of you, Haley, that's what matters. Uh, yeah. How was your week? I don't want to explain uh, slang to June because that feels weird. That does it's feel... Like, it's, it's, it feels like trying to explain something to my mom, who is also my younger sister. So I don't even know how to start addressing <laughs> slang. Uh, well, my week has been a little chaotic, I'm not going to lie. Um, I've got all moved into my, um, my uh, new apartment in uh, Vancouver, which is actually quite nice. I can go smoke and not be paranoid. And um, it's basically living alone because me and my roommate, really, the only time we see each other is like the first day I come back before the night before my shifts. And I see him more at work than I do ever at home. Because hmm. we work opposite shifts, right? So I get up in the oh, morning. Yeah. I'm not even dressed. Like, I just do whatever I want to do. Um, which is pretty awesome. It's pretty central. It's, um, it's, uh, like just off Marine Drive in Vancouver, uh, towards awesome. downtown. So it's, it's pretty friggin' central to whatever I want to do. I mm. think I'll bleep out that. <laughs> it's actually not really close to that part. It's oh, okay. further away. So that's cool. You don't need to bleep that part out. Um, right. The general vicinity. Um, job is going okay. I might be, uh, I might end up moving back to Nanaimo, but I'm not sure. There's kind of a couple moving pieces there. Um, other than that, it's been fairly low stress. I've, I've caught the, um, uh, the helicopter over to work a couple times and that was pretty cool Ooh, a helicopter oh. right a helicopter where you're driven onto the tarmac to get onto your helicopter because they can't land where they usually land because of fog is that Ooh. like crazy expensive i would imagine that's no crazy no no expensive. no 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 it's um it's part of our stuff it's like 18 bucks really wow do you feel like a super villain in a bond movie when you're walking on to like the tarmac and be they're like oh, your helicopter is ready and you're when like you're, when you're driven onto the tarmac hells yeah. yeah i will send you guys a picture right now of that experience <laughs> but it was like it was like whoa i guess everybody gets the royal treatment now it was basically was my um was my takeaway from that um <laughs> huh. that's awesome i am jealous yeah there, I, I sent you pictures. It was it was pretty baller because you're actually driven on the vehicle they have is like a Mercedes Benz like transport van, and you're like, well, I guess this is my life now. Um, and the fact they have like this pretty well laid out snack plan, which I'm all about the food. So awesome. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I'm I'm pretty settled into my routine of going back and forth. I got my little closet set up. My room's terribly small. Uh, but I've kind of gotten used to it. I like it. I I generally like Vancouver. Awesome. I'm really glad to hear that. Van I, I love Vancouver. Vancouver's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's you should, definitely... You should, you should move here. That's what's I, happened. I mean, that was... That was a... 
pipe dream discussion uh, my partner and I had. It's just like it means finding a job for me, a job for her, a place to live, and it's expensive as fuck. So oh, yeah, my, my 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 roommate situation is eight fifty. Yeah, and for, like a one bedroom, one bedroom and an apart in an apartment. No, we have a two bedroom. There's two of us living here. No, but you're uh, paying for one bedroom. I'm paying for like, one bedroom, yes. But I also have yeah. my own bathroom, which is pretty baller. I, okay. I, I, I like having Well, uh, should we do the show? Yeah. Should we do the show? Yes. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we should do that show then. All right. Uh, so as you have no doubt uh, gathered by now, this is a uh, podcast where we find odd or unique or bizarre or just like straight up interesting articles uh, from the world at large and deliver them to you, the gracious podcast listener, like we're a mama bird feeding our baby chicks some <laughs> bizarre grubs that we found or some shit. Um, speaking of bizarre grubs, uh, live action One Piece. Tell me about that, Jim. Oh my God, so, that'll be good. Okay, I'll be honest. The reason I picked this article is because the internet... I was reading, looking for something good, and it's just all politically charged garbage fire bullshit. And well, I wanted something it's that election was election year. So carry on. I just wanted something that was fluffy and silly and easy to make fun of, and in no way, shape, or form related to the absolute garbage fire that is our planet right now. Um, so live action One Piece is, I mean, Netflix live app live action adaptation of anime has been. Mostly misses. Um, Tumultuous, I will say. <laughs> let's just, okay, so we're talking like 7 out of 10 cosplay combined with 6 out of 10 visual effects combined with 5 out of 10 acting and like 4 out of 10 writing. It's, Ooh, it's kind of... <laughs> drop uh, it there. Okay, carry on. Um, that said, I love One Piece. Uh, I've watched mm -hmm. the whole series, which if anybody is familiar with the One Piece, it's a lot. It's the yeah. kind of show that just kind of grows on you. Like, like I remember I first started, yeah, I, I started watching it. I didn't necessarily have an idea of like just how many freaking episodes there were. Like this was years ago. Um, and it's one of those shows you just like at first it's just, you know, this other kind of silly show. And what you realize is that the person who writes this is deeply passionate about their work and they put crazy amounts of thought into everything because no joke there are payoffs that happened this last like this latest season that were planted back in like the, the show's earliest seasons um you you can tell that the person who put this together thought about everything that they wanted to do and everywhere they wanted to go years in advance like it's it's really really impressive how much things have managed to stay coherent and still moving towards like a general goal. And I am absolutely fascinated to find out how Netflix is just going to take all of that and condense it into like a 10 episode series. It's going to be just a glorious train wreck. Uh, yeah. N yeah. Netflix is actually really good with this shit though. Uh, not with anime though. And, not with anime. Uh, Netflix... I feel like maybe it was more of a crunchy roll sort of pull off, but 
I'm not I'm not just saying Netflix as a whole, but yeah, their anime adaptations have not been like they've been fine. I'm not they're not great. I think I'm mostly thinking of like the Death Note as a prime example of just that what... is that is kind of where everybody goes, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know if they did they do the Full Metal Alchemist, uh, or is that someone else? Um, um that is uh that's a more challenging um it was uh the uh, WB uh, oh, okay. that commissioned it, uh, but Netflix bought distribution. So it's like Netflix in partner with WB in partner with the Japanese studio that did it. So yeah. it's like, it's hard to put a like real pin on which one kind of messed up. It was fine, but Full Metal Alchemist deserves a series and not a movie. And that's 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 always going to be my position. It's just like if you want, if you're going to do such a huge, important, like landmark comic, you need to give it a series and not a movie, because otherwise you condense way too much and you yeah. never get the full story. And that yeah, like they condense a lot. With One Piece, I think that at least there's the potential to tell a good story because the characters lend themselves to that serial kind of storytelling where basically like even though I've, I've I've spent a lot of time praising like how well thought out the story is the story really does boil down to they come to an island or a place and the entire crew is like Luffy we need to be on the down low we need to keep things calm and quiet and and very sneakily skirt around and then Luffy's like screw that and he charges in and picks a fight with the evil person who's in charge of the island uh, the group gets scattered. They all have their own separate adventures. They come together in the end and kick all sorts of ass. And then they move on to the next island. And they can do that in a 10-episode series. So I'm uh, I'm actually genuinely curious to see if it'll be worthwhile. Um, um, I mean, I mean, yeah, but I'm, I'm interested in that same way that... Um, all right, well, this is coming from geek.com is where you sent the article from. Yeah. Um, the Netflix is doing the live action adaptation. Uh, Netflix is also producing the live action version of Cowboy Bebop, uh, which is when we had this exact conversation was when you brought that to us. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, they're also working on uh, live action Avatar The Last Airbender, which I'm nervous, but uh optimistic just because it's like we have the failure to compare it to uh, i think that was... it can't not be better than the Shyamalan. but yeah. i mean at the same time okay avatar the last airbender I is like one of those show. shows well yes it's great um it's what hard i'm saying not to love it. <laughs> is that it's a show that like the execution is what separates it. Like Avatar The Last Airbender is one of those shows that I definitely plan to sit down and watch with my kids, right? Like it is um, it is one of those shows where like if you, I watch a lot of YouTube videos on like writing and like multiple writing YouTube channels refer to Avatar The Last Airbender regularly because the writing in it is just so well thought out. Um, and so a live action version of that, like, I'm not saying that they can't pull that off, but it'd be Avatar, tricky to pull off. 
Avatar is more than just okay. Like the 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 characters are great, the setting is great, the premise is great, but what really really sets it above, like make takes it from great to like something that's truly phenomenal, is the fact that the writing is just so so well thought out, um, mm. and trying to like cut and paste that. You need Would you need a rough. writing team, yeah. Like you need a writing team that knows exactly the story that they want to tell and they're willing to cut stuff that doesn't contribute to that story even if it's cool stuff that fans love and there's no way to do that without pissing off some of the fans right like it's yeah i mean it was sydney really was into that and i i bought her a book of it and like she ate lived and breathed that show yes yeah for Um, a year mm mm-hmm and if they miss any, like, she'll be the first one to be like, uh, this was a critical scene to the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, if they miss yeah. something in that. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and that's just it. Like, what what story do they want to tell? Because, like, fundamentally, it's, you know, the story is about Aang, but the story is also about how Aang changes the people that he meets and and travels with um and so you know it's it's that it's that ineffable characteristic of just like his fundamental inalterable goodness right and sure he struggles with confidence and he struggles with like you know what does he want to do what is his place in the world but he is he is like the paragon, right? Like if you want to explain what is a paragon, you refer to Aang. And the problem is that when you start trying to like cut and paste a story like this is that you want to get, you want to get a bit of like angst and pathos and angst and pathos. They don't fit. They like, they, they did that with Aang somewhat, like, especially when they're talking about like the death of his tribe. But even then, like for the for the amount of angst and pathos that you know they could have dug into, he remained a very happy and cheerful and friendly person throughout. Even with the angst and pathos that they they gave him, like his entire people were slaughtered, and he still remained this happy, buoyant, bright light in a dark world. And that was, I think, where like the live action fell down is that they. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't fun in the live action one. So uh June Yeah. I'm going to you're I think the only person who like I dip my toe into One Piece. Yes. Um like I read maybe the first two or three books, maybe four. Mm-hmm. Um but this was a long ass time ago. Yeah. Um so my memory is pretty limited. Okay. Um, and Haley, you haven't... Uh... I haven't spent an extended time in One Piece other than understanding that it was it was quite a substantial amount of work, basically. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, like I had a co-worker that used to explain it all to me at, at one point, and then she left me. I mean, like, there's the a few abandoner parts. she is. I like Cliff Notes. If someone can give me Cliff Notes versions of something and I don't have to actually devolve, you know, devolve into the full thing, I'm like, yes, you're my person. Okay. So, so that being said, yeah, June, you could tell us any single thing about this uh, series, mm-hmm. and we would have to take your word for it. Okay. So, 
keep that in mind. You hold our entire understanding of this series in your hands. Yes. What mm -hmm. is the one thing, Yeah. like the one most important thing in One Piece that you want to see in a live action show? Now, assuming that they like break it up into manageable size episodes, yep. manageable, manageable size seasons, and assuming that they're going to do like important elements from each uh, each series for each of the seasons that they produce, what is the thing that you would want the most to see? What do you think is going to be the most important? You tell you tell us what you would do with this property. All right, so. I think most important uh, plot, like I said, can can literally be pick pick one of the series bad guys, pick one of the islands. Um, most important is Luffy himself. Uh, Luffy is the captain, and he is basically like imagine a ten year old kid who's just decided that he's going to be a pirate, and Ooh. that's it. Like he's just like I'm going to be a pirate, um, and he is like crazy tenacious crazy tough loves to fight loves to get into trouble um never backs down from anything and is not terribly bright <laughs> you're describing Haley. <laughs> what hey. <laughs> hey, no hey. but it's it's great because he's like you always you always know that he is going to take the straightest most direct path and when people are like, you know, Luffy, stay calm, don't pick fights, don't don't do this, don't go there, don't do that thing. And he's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then he's just gone. And it's hilarious every single time it happens. Um, if they get that, I'm gonna be pretty happy. Um the crew is also really great. Um they definitely fall into like archetypes, but they're round enough that they're not stereotypical. Uh the my favorite character on the crew is probably uh, Chopper, who is their medic. Um, I, I definitely, I definitely jumped out of the series before that character was introduced. Yeah. Okay. So, the the show, the way they do superpowers is there are these fruits that are called devil fruits, and every yes. fruit is completely unique. Um, it grants a specific superpower, and if you eat that fruit, you are the only person in the world with that specific power. And then oh. if you die, sometime in the next 10 years, that fruit will reappear somewhere on the planet. So, like a Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah, kind of. Mm. So, like, there's actually, there's a plot point in the series where Luffy... That's a good assimile. Sorry, where a character with a really, really, really powerful ability dies. Um, and then, you know, their fruit appears shortly after that. And then people are fighting over who gets to have the fruit kind of thing. Um, gotcha. Yeah. So anyways, Luffy ate a fruit called the rubber, rubber fruit um, that made him a rubber the man. Gum gum fruit. Oh yeah. The gum gum fruit. Sorry. Um, and that he I became remember. a rubber man. So his body is basically rubber and it's not like necessarily an overpowered fruit, but the show has a lot of fun with it. And he definitely does some crazy stuff with his abilities. Uh, there's fruits that let you turn your body into fire. There's fruits that let you, like, summon ice. Um, and there's fruits with, like, similar properties. Like, there's, um, you know, some fruits let you, like, 
summon stuff and then some stuff actually changes your body into whatever. So like, there's a guy whose body is poison. There's a guy whose body is candle wax. Um, and then there are fruits that give you various animal powers, right? So there's like a fruit that turns this guy into a jaguar and there's a, there's a fruit that turns a guy into a wolf and there's a fruit that turns a guy into a giraffe and so on and so forth. So Chopper is a reindeer who ate a fruit that gives him the powers of a human. Oh, nice. And he is awesome. <laughs> he is just He's like, what yeah. badness have I found? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it that like everything else is like humans getting animal powers. And then there's an animal that has human powers. And yeah, if I were in that universe and I ate a fruit, I would, I would of course be the one unluckiest guy to eat the human power fruit. <laughs> and so I would have the power of two kind of anxious dudes. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, yeah. So Chopper, uh, he can, um, he can morph his body from like this, uh, he usually is like this cute little, like, um, he's a, he, he's like, he's almost, he's a kid. He's still pretty young. So he's like this cute little reindeer creature, but he can turn into like this 20 foot tall behemoth if he wants to. Um, and, uh, he is just super excitable and happy and adventurous. And he looks up to Luffy like an older brother. Um, and he is like passionate about healing and saving people no matter what. So like anytime somebody's hurt, he's like, quickly, we have to save them. And they get bandages and he looks after them. Um, there's, uh, Nami who is, uh, she is the navigator and she is also their accountant essentially. Um, she, her backstory was that. Um, her island was taken over by evil pirates, and um, are there are there good pirates? Well, Luffy is a good pirate, so they okay, they are good ahead. pirates. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, her island was taken over, and they convinced her that if she worked for them, that uh, she could earn enough money to buy the island back. And so when we first meet her, uh, she's actually in the first episode, but she doesn't actually join the crew for quite a while although she is a regular throughout the series. Um, but she is constantly trying to get as much money as he, as she can to save the Island. And so her shtick is that she's like, you know, greedy and very money hungry, but the reality is that she's doing it to save her Island. Um, and then she eventually gets like weather powers because she's a navigator and she can control the weather somehow. It, it's, it's crazy. It doesn't really take itself too seriously. Uh, there's Zoro who wants to become the world's ultimate swordsman. There's, um, why can't I remember his I know name? There's, uh, yeah. Sanji who's the cook and yes. Usopp who's the gunner. Yeah. Usopp is the, the sniper. Um, and so he he is a really interesting character too, because he's like the typical coward, but he's actually pretty badass. Um, one kind of spoilery thing is, uh, when he has a duel with Luffy and Luffy is consistently shown to be one of the most powerful people on this world, right? Like Luffy is, as fighters go, he's, he's a tier, right? He's not like, he does get his ass kicked sometimes too. He's not, invincible but he is very very strong so for Usopp who is generally considered like a weaker character to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Luffy and 
like he doesn't win, but he definitely does some damage. And it's it's gut wrenching too. Like this is an emotionally charged scene where two really really close friends have come to a disagreement and are you know having a like life and death duel to each other. Like it's gut wrenching. And Usopp shows that he can yeah he can he can tear shit up when he needs he to. Can, he can throw down with the best of them. Yeah, exactly. And he does it, like, in a way that's believable. As as crazy and ridiculous and silly as the show gets, it's still well thought out enough that you buy it. Like, the way that he fights Luffy is he sets up, uh, like, a series of traps and situations that, you know, Luffy, again, just barrels through. And, and, and Usopp knows that Luffy's going to do this. And so he takes, like, pretty much the full brunt of all of these traps and tricks that Usopp has set up. Um, and it... Yeah, it it hurts him a lot. Um but it's it's yeah, it's such a well oh, it's so good. Um and then there's um oh, why can't I remember all the names? Um <laughs> Sanji's the one who we talked about as being like accidentally trans, where he's not intended to be a trans character, but like if this was a real person, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, dude, you got some shit to sort out. But anyways, um there's the uh the archaeologist and for the life of me, I can't remember her name. Um, mm. I often uh, struggle with names. I know what characters yeah. do and what their purpose is, but then I, it comes to what their actual like what their actual name is. Like, mm. yeah, I mean, it's probably not important. Uh, yeah, but we should um, probably move on. Anyways, um, yeah, sorry, Robin. Well, we her are, name is Nico Robin. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, we're we're uh, forty minutes in. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. so sorry. I've been rambling. Uh, Josh, right. edit out most of what I said. But anyways. That's why we love you, June. Is oh, you go off on tangents. I do. It's we the appreciate it. <gasps> Me too. Yes. But mine are, mine, like mine are very short lived. Ah, yes. Uh, Haley. Yo, what's up? Uh, well, let's pick a, a slightly shorter article. So let's go with your first one here. Oh gosh. Um, okay. Now let, let me let me go open it. Two ticks. Twenty. Three weird Valentine's gifts. Oh my God! So, some one? of them are so precious, though. So let's uh, for let's the nutball you truly love. Okay, so we have. Okay, wait a second. Wait a minute. The bottom of the article. <laughs> no. Okay, it's the wine talking. Um, let me just. It was a half post article. Um, of just like these weird things that you would get for your valentine's day why is my article not open <laughs> give me a second wait a second it's all going to hell <laughs> i'm ready like, some of these are pretty crazy some of these are pretty crazy okay uh, I, i'm gonna close it all together and i'm gonna reattempt this because okay. mine's just opening a bunch of ads and that's not that's not really that's, gonna, not, what you want. that's not really gonna serve it <laughs> Wow, I have a lot of apps open just as a just as an FYI on my phone. Um, but it's like the weird kind of quirky gifts that you would um that you wouldn't necessarily think to give a person. <laughs> besides, I love that fanny pack. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my god, is the fanny pack not magic? Okay, the, so the, the this is an audio audio pro podcast, guys. We got to actually describe what we're looking at. Um, so the article is, uh, uh, from HuffPost. It is, uh, just a, I guess they just 
Oh, that's what I forgot to do. Continue reading. The rock candle is pretty precious. Um, All right. So the U-Rock candle is a candle in the shape of a hand throwing the the horns. Mm -hmm. And I guess the wicks are on the uh, index finger and the uh, pinky finger. I would I would assume so. The selfie toaster is pretty good, which is actually uh, is actually quite. <laughs> it speaks to our to what is going on in the world and people itself. The eggplant vibrator is number three. Okay, so the selfie toaster is a toaster that burns uh burns a selfie image onto uh, the toast, much like the way that people see Jesus on their toasts. Yep, pretty much. Uh, eggplant vibrator is it does what it says on the tin it's a vibrator in the shape of a emoji eggplant which is, is actually quite speaks to her to, to the current um people sending things to each other is like eggplant equals penis um the karina Koba live sex doll that's 3500 bucks i'm sorry but i would not buy that i i would i i can't think that i would like someone enough to spend that much money on a also, if you're dating somebody, is your first thought to buy them a sex doll? Not really. No. Uh, the Bloodshot Eyeball Backpack. Well, uh, just a round backpack that looks like screen printed to be a, a veiny eyeball. Uh, wine is my Valentine. That is another one which I, I think is actually quite poignant to the case of many women in anybody's life, uh, especially so, uh, over 40. I'm it's gonna a say sleep shirt, so just kind of like pajama shirt thing. Yeah, thong with your face printed on it. I think that's kind of hilarious because, oh my god, the facial expressions you could make. <laughs> it's <laughs> definitely um, eerie. Yeah. Yeah, eerie. Like here's my face on your thong. Uh, cannabis wine. Uh, pass. I mean, we knew that it was coming eventually. So meditating pink flamingos, I thought is a pretty classic. Uh. Um, they are just like lawn ornaments, I guess, or? I guess so, but they're now staying all over the place, so that's pretty cool. Uh, remote-controlled bidet. I don't know if I want anybody remote-controlling my butt stuff. Uh, no, so that's, that's, but... That's a, that's a hard pass on me. Counterpoint, though, keep the remote control in the bathroom. Bidets are lovely. I just bought a, a wash lid. It, I... I very much enjoy having a bidet. So you're saying you would you would appreciate the remote control bidet? Uh, maybe. I mean, I my mean, butt's I'm, cleaner than ever, so... I'm, I mean, we are coming up to Valentine's Day. <laughs> giant cork, giant champagne cork toilet. Eh, table. I'm kind of mad about that. The after-sex yeah. towel, I'm sorry, but that is fucking brilliant. So that looks just like a bathroom hand towel, but... Specifically, it's got embroidered little spermazoas, and I'm sorry, but you can't see any of us have not been in that position. We're like, I need a towel. Oh wait, here's the after sex towel. I mean, um, no, I just have a box of Kleenexes uh, in the bedroom for well, exactly well, that. Well, I think it requires a towel. I'm sorry, Josh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, THC infused sriracha. Well, I'm a fan of THC, and I'm infused of sriracha, so I can't see where that can go wrong. My favorite one of the whole thing is the rainbow catacorn statue, though. That is gorgeous, and I'm in love with it. <laughs> right? Like, this, this is basically like Valentine's Day for, okay, you have weird friends? 
here are your things for your weird friends. Um, Operation Boxer Briefs, those are kind of funny. Uh, so Operation, the board game printed like longwise across no, the... No, horizontal. Oh, horizontal? I'm yeah. Sorry, I'm not even sure how I'm looking at this. Uh, yeah, so horizontal across so that the um, the Operation Patient's major, is major where, organs is where are, the dick is. Yes, uh, the major organs. I would go with major organs, but you can also go with penis. Uh, pink portable bong is also the sexy fanny pack. So, yeah, this is okay. this is the one that I laughed at. I, I'm it, sorry, but when I drop this, if I were to give this to someone, that would be my make or break. Like, can I have a relationship with you? I bought you this. Can you wear it? Okay, June, do you want to go ahead and describe what the sexy fanny pack looks like? All right, so Daisy Dukes, as in, like, super, super shortcut um, jean shorts. Right up, the coo- right up the coochie sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, like practically thong. Uh, basically, it's a picture of that on a fanny pack. So it looks like that's... It looks like you're wearing, like, yeah, Daisy Dukes, but you're really just wearing a fanny pack. Um, and the picture is of a guy in a hoodie and khakis, but he's got this fanny pack thong on. Oh my god, default, yeah. default white dude between 25 and 35 to 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it looks hilarious. It It's it's one of those pictures where you see it and you're like, oh, okay then. Uh, cordless vacuum, I'm going to skip by that one. Yeah. Uh, cracker pillow, that was fairly impressive. Eh. It looks like a little, uh, what kind of cracker would you say that is? It's like oh. a square Ritz cracker. It's like a saltine. Like. Yes, a saltine would be an excellent description of that. Uh, pick lip banks, meh. Chocolate wine, June, we have done the chocolate wine. Oh yes, chocolate wine where, is where good, we, where we good, good stuff. Where we committed to the chocolate wine back in our single days, we're like, well, being with Tyler was basically like being single. So, um, we committed to the chocolate wine that day, and it was good. Yeah, it was. Yep. Cannabis, uh, cannabis, cannabis chocolate. chocolate. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, my two most dangerous addictions. Um, <laughs> back to back. Right. Yeah. June, we really need to have a girls' night sometime soon where we have chocolate wine and cannabis chocolate. <laughs> where there's no judgment. Where Caroline just goes, "Oh, you're doing that thing. Okay then." Um. <laughs> The kiss me mesh thong, whatever. I thought that I thought I saw way too much with that one. You male-oriented people are welcome to enjoy that. Uh... No, no, I'm good. I'm good with avoiding that for the rest of my. I'm more about the chocolate wine, and the cannabis chocolate. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that that was where that's that's yeah. Uh... That's about where you guys it are. For me. Uh... Don't don't yuck anybody's yums there or anything, guys. Uh, yeah, mesh thong. Well, but that mesh thong had like very. Clear, I don't know. Penises he, are ugly. He is a I'm very sorry. attractive does, man. I will give you that. But penises <laughs> are ugly, and I don't want to look at them through a mesh thong. <laughs> um, you know what? That's gonna be the that's going to be the quote <laughs> of the episode. It's gonna be the title. It's gonna. The title of this episode is going to be Penises Are Ugly, I Don't Want to See Them Through a Mesh Thong. I'm sorry. I Vaginas are way more prettier. <laughs> I mean, no argument uh, here, I... but... I'm going to go ahead and um, eject out of this conversation. <laughs> You're, all... um... <laughs> You're like, I left them alone to, with their thoughts for articles, and then I ran away. 
I like that yeah. expression. Don't yuck anybody else's yum, though. That's I'll, I'll use that one. Yeah, mm. I mean, there's there's places where it's appropriate and places where it's inappropriate, and I'm just huh. saying, dicks in mesh thongs. Some some people like them, I guess. Oh, yeah. they can they can keep them. Okay. <laughs> All uh, to themselves. Like, let's go ahead and wrap up. I think. Um, okay. Because we talked too long about uh, uh, how our weeks were, and then June told us the entire plot of One Piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, uh, June, uh, what? Yes. You mentioned uh, you wanted people to check out a new game? Yeah, okay. So, the game is called Control. It's by Remedy Entertainment, who is most famous for Max Payne and then Alan Wake. Um, and then their most recent project before Control was um, a game called Quantum Break, which was they they did this big collaboration with Microsoft where they made a game in tandem with a TV show and nobody cared. Um, and then, yeah, Control, uh, it won Game of the Year um, at the Game Critic or the VG, whatever, the Game Critic Awards. Um, it is, it's a shooter, uh, but a very, a very capable shooter. Um, it's, it's really fun to play. Uh, you have an assortment of psychic powers that are really well executed. Um, the really, really standout part of it is the, the environment itself. So the premise of the show is, or the premise of the game, sorry, is that you there's this government organization called the Federal Bureau of Control which is basically like X-Files meets Men in Black meets Gravity Falls meets they borrow liber- liberally from a lot of places um yeah. uh the building itself is essentially like the TARDIS's grumpy uncle uh, if that makes any sense, like, <laughs> no, like it does. It, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the inside is not the same shape as the outside and it can reconfigure itself as at will. It can just be whatever shape it wants. Um, it's called the oldest building and it has been in New York since before New York was a city. Apparently, um, it has all sorts of links to like other dimensions. Um, you, the building seems to be controlled by an extra dimensional entity called the board who has decided that you would be a good director for this organization. Um, and it's just, it's crazy. It lays all of its cards on the table and then keeps putting down cards. It, it dives headfirst into the crazy supernatural weirdness and doesn't let up for a second. And I loved it. I loved it so much. I actually, I passed it in like the week that I bought it. I played it so much. Oh, nice. And this yeah. isn't a triple, uh, how much is the game itself? Oh, it's $70, 109 if you want to get the special edition. Like, yeah, it's, it's a triple A. Oh, wow. Okay. I was yeah. like, wow, this isn't a, it clearly it is. Okay. Yeah. It's I need, like, I, Remedy... I need a new gameplay that I need to actually like really get into. So. I had to look. I had to look it up. Like I was like, okay, this game is surprisingly well polished. Who is this? Like Remedy Entertainment, and then I'm like, oh yeah, the Max Payne guys. I do know them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's like it's one of those game developers that you sort of forget exists, but they have oh, been yeah, around yeah. for years, and their stuff gets like consistently positive critical reception. 
Um, and yeah, this this game, I think they knocked it out of the park. Um, it it's worth to it's worth it to play just to experience like the level design is just so freaking cool. But and is it only on PlayStation or is it? Uh, it's PlayStation, uh, like Xbox, Xbox, and PC. Um, nice. And yeah, the but you know I'm that's something I can play while I'm in Vancouver because I have yeah. my PC with me at all times. One of the big draws, a like just the environments look freaking stellar, and they are crazy destructible. Um, like obviously you can't necessarily like break through walls, but you can tear chunks out of those walls and like all of the desks and photocopiers and all of the, all the office stuff that's everywhere, you can smash it to pieces and send it flying. It is great. Um, <laughs> it's a big recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, it yeah. sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fun. Like like literally in one of the first first sections you go into, there's this like massive bank of uh, desks all just like laid out, and you can just walk in there and you can use your psychic melee attack to just destroy them, and it's so cathartic. It's yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds yeah. almost romantic the way you explain it. Like <laughs> yeah, I just highly went on this date with this fantastic video game called. <laughs> Uh, Haley, what do you think people should take a look um, at this week? What I've been watching this week is I Am Killer, so it's a documentary almost sort of series about people that are on death row. Um, The second season just got released on Netflix, so I've been kind of watching that. The interesting point of the second season is they seem to have a spotlight on female killers. Like, it's it's not a serial killer, but it's people that are on death row, and these are their stories, so to speak. Um, a commonality between all of the women, at least, seems to be a lot of um, physical and sexual abuse uh, from the person that they uh, took out, and how little that plays into their sentence, uh, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And it seems to be, I mean, just overall, from what I've read in media and whatnot, it seems to be such a little thing that's taken in consideration uh, when sentencing... And dealing with female people that have killed. Um, the fact that it is self-defense or there is a history of physical sexual violence. Um, it seems to be particularly, I mean, at least in the series that I'm watching right now, is women of color. How little, how very little it is taken into consideration in their crime. Um, <clears throat> the last season of BoJack Horseman is out. Uh, I start watching that. It's just, it's funny haha stuff. It's a lot. It's a big departure from I Am Killer for sure, but at least 50% of I Am Killer, I would say this season that has just been released is, is specifically uh female. Um I've started playing Overwatch again because I really like that and it's quick and it's in and it's it's in and it's out and you're done. Um outside of that, I haven't really done a lot, so I don't really have a lot to recommend, but I Am Killer definitely with the, with the with the fifty percent female contact, uh, is definitely worth the worth the watch anyway. Okay, that's cool. Um, what do you got, Josh? <laughs> uh, there was a special uh one shot uh follow up to Death Note that is free to uh, read on uh, Shonen Jump or Viz dot com. Ooh. Uh, it's literally, um, the Shinigami, uh, Ryuk shows up again uh, to give the death note to somebody new because oh. he's bored again. 
Yeah. Uh, does it this involve... one is... Sorry? Oh, does it involve any other characters from the anime? Or is it all new otherwise? Uh, who is the... Um... Who's the replacement to L? Um, the um, not the psycho leather daddy one. The other guy. The one who who spoilers didn't die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, he's back. Uh, the Kira detective force or whatever okay, the guys that were yeah. hunting Kira. Uh, they're back uh, because they can still see Ryuk. Okay. Uh, so they spot him when when the new plan starts happening. Right. Um, it was clearly written to dunk on Trump and the U.S., so... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Worth it. Uh, worth it. Um, without uh, spoiling anything for those of you who want to read it, Ryuk shows up, tries to find somebody like uh, Light Yagami. That was his name? Um so that he could have more fun and eat more apples, which are his favorite food. Yeah. Um, finds a person who uh, decides to accept the death note, uh, puts together his, sends Ryuk away for two years while he puts together his plan. Then Ryuk shows up again, and his plan is to sell the death note to the highest bidder. So that's that's like the premise. It sounds intriguing. Um, it's a one shot. It's yeah. free to read. It's it's worth it because, like I said, it's it's basically just dunking on, on the U.S. and people who think that murder as. It's also a little bit dunky on uh, the Netflix version of Death Note too. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, the Netflix. Okay, I didn't watch it, but I've watched like reviews and critiques. And I get the impression that they just treated it like another slasher film. Kind of. I couldn't finish it. But basically, yeah. it's like you lose so much of the of the subtext when you take it out of Japan. And uh, you give the death note to some white kid in San Francisco uh, who decides he is worthy of deciding who lives and who dies in the current uh, climate. Yeah. So you lose a lot of the subtext. Um, yeah. So I mean, not, as, the, not as good. The thing that I loved about Death Note is that, like, first and foremost, the show seems to have a very clear understanding of why just killing all the bad people is not a good plan. And then it seriously explores that and it, it presents yeah. the best case it possibly can for just killing all the bad guys and then explains in, in very meticulous, well thought out, you know, real world situation, like scenarios as to why, no, just killing all the bad guys would be an absolutely terrible idea and not work at all. But anyways, and, and I don't think the Netflix show got that. No, they... It's like that, uh, there's that meme where it's the, um, the people watching like Gundam Wing, where they're like, the message of Gundam Wing is war is bad, but the only thing that, you know, some people will see is, oh, cool, robot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty much it. 
Um, but beyond that, if you want a little uh, something a little more substantive, let's jump back to Netflix. Uh, Kipo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. Watch it. It's it's like a more mature uh, adventure time. Um, kind of like the same con concept where it's uh, the the world ended and now there's all these mutant monsters and stuff. But rather than everybody living together in harmony, it's basically devolved into warring factions. Uh, beautiful art, uh, beautiful uh, story, like super engaging characters. 100% recommend. Awesome. Um, and it's on Netflix and it's only got like 10 episodes. It's... I think you'll probably enjoy it. I think both of you will actually really enjoy it. Uh, let's oh, heads up, my earbuds are dying, so we need to... Okay, let's yeah. wrap up super quick then. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, June is at... Gemini underscore trends, and I never post on anything. The, yeah. On the Twitter machine, Haley is at... Haley M. Garner. And she also runs the uh, Twitter for the uh, show at the worst 25 Yep, exactly, okay. for Twitter, and everything is the worst for Facebook. And uh, you can find me at Tescud on uh, on Twitter. It's T-H-S-U-D. That is the same as our Patreon. If you find value in this and you have some money to give, stop by our Patreon. Uh, sign up for, like, a monthly uh, donation. That'd be cool. If you don't have uh, financial stability to give us cash every month uh i recently just set up a coffee account so uh ko-fi.com uh, slash scudsworth uh you can if you have three bucks you can kick it to us there too and there's no monthly uh obligation for that um all of our stuff remains free on the uh on scudsworth.com so there's no obligation to donate and if you don't have money just tell a friend give us a rating a review give us a subscribe do something like that just about as good man just about <laughs> as good um that's i think that's it uh if you listen thanks for listening if you didn't listen thanks for nothing allow us to play you out do -do 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 -do. <laughs> Josh and Kamala, and we want to invite you to listen to our podcast, What We're Into. <laughs> uh, it's a date night podcast uh, where two 30-year-olds uh, talk about things they like because we have, like, no free time, so, like, we don't really get to talk to each other or anything, so uh, we take the time to sit down and 
uh, talk about the fun things that we like to watch and listen to and read. Uh, so you can check out our podcast every Tuesday, and maybe you'll hear us talk about things like Pokemon and Stardew Valley or Star Trek or any other anime or manga series and just a bunch of nerd shit, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so go to scudsworth.com. You can find it there or find us on uh iTunes and other yeah it's not your first day on the internet just go just type in what we're into Scuds, you'll find it I, I believe in you I believe in you too we love you love you bye, bye. <laughs>